Welcome to Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities, the podcast that will rock your world. I am Carol Briney, and I'm honored and humbled to be your host on this journey. It is my passion to help you to learn to hear and follow your inner guidance so that you can live the life of your dreams. This podcast asks the question, do you remember who you were before everyone told you who you should be? I am here to remind you of your intimate connection to Source. You, my friend, are a divine being having a human experience here on Earth not the other way around. And just in case you cannot see the divine in yourself, I will be here to hold that vision for you until you can see it too. We will be here Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Saturdays, and we are looking forward to having you join us and helping you to achieve the life of your dreams. Greetings and welcome to the Embracing Your Unlimited Possibilities podcast. I am your host, Carol A. Briney, and I am thrilled to be here with you as we walk down our path of never-ending joyous expansion. My guest today is a consulting astrologer. Her mission is to empower everyone she meets with the magic of dancing with the planets. She shares her knowledge through private consultations, group sessions, parties, and lectures that both educate and entertain. She has written countless horoscopes for periodicals and websites including Redbook, Marie Claire, and 17.com, and she also has studied hypnotherapy and enjoys helping her clients to address their inner emotional issues and reprogram their thinking so that they can dissolve old patterns and create new ones that serve them much better. Please join with me in welcoming the amazing and multi-talented Judy Vitale to the show today. Hi there, Carol. Thank you so much for that lovely introduction. I will uh, endeavor to uh, live up to it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I am sure you will. I think people are going to be so excited today to hear what you have to say. It's such an interesting topic. Yes. Well, it's again, you know, I say this to most people I uh, address. It, it isn't really so much what I'm doing, but as uh, an astrologer, there is that little bit of intuition involved in it. And I feel as though less than it being me, 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 it's more about the universe. Uh, bringing a message to the person that I'm speaking with or the people I'm speaking with, and um, they can hear the message from the universe through the patterns and charts and the patterns in the sky at the current moment. Well, I cannot wait to get started with this interview. This time goes so quickly. So um, we're going to get started because I know you have some great, um, you know, information that people are going to maybe understand astrology a little bit better and how the hows and the whys. So my my first question for you is, can you explain kind of in a nutshell what astrology actually is? Astrology is the science and the art of determining the um, patterns that the celestial bodies make in the sky and how they affect human behavior. How was that for a nutshell? Wow, that is really a nutshell. That I love that. Quick, concise, makes sense. 
Um, where did this start? How did astrology come about? No one really knows. It has just always been in existence. You can look back into just about every civilization and you will find some form of astrology. You have to picture yourself back before there were any artificial lights looking up at the sky and seeing the firmament and then people trying to make sense out of it and then looking also, I said human behavior, but it can also involve nature. Um, Early astrologers often looked at events in the sky to determine their crop cycles and and the rain and how it was going to come and, you know, the seasons and when it was good to plant and when it was good to harvest and all that great stuff. So this was the early Internet, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Yes, absolutely. (laughs) It's where where we went to get our information instead of Wikipedia. (laughs) We went to the stars. We just looked up. We just looked up and read the stars. That's right. How cool is that? Um. Judy, I know that you do readings and you do groups and you do parties and, you know, you you lecture. And I actually loved in your bio where you said that your lectures are entertaining as well as informative. Uh, Because, boy, I've sat through some boring lectures in my life. Uh, So I I love that part that, that you would... You know, you entertain your audience as you go as you go through and explain astrology. So, what what could I expect if I came to you for a one-on-one reading? Well, a one-on-one reading is going to be far more serious. Um, I'm not going to sit there and tap dance for you and try to make you laugh. Although we might have a few laughs um, because astrology allows a person to really look inside him or herself to understand what makes a person tick and really to relate to the patterns and to understand that we're all so individual and that the nuance of that individuality can be found in the astrology chart. So when you sit down with me, I'll talk a little bit about what the stars and the planets show about your personality. And then after that, we'll begin to talk about what might have brought you to ask um, the questions that you have. And then we will look at the patterns in the sky currently and in the near future. I usually go out about 18 months or so. And then we will talk about the planetary weather that lies ahead. Is it a good time to look for a job? Is it a great time for relationships? What about this friendship that's just sort of like annoying me and it used to be such a delight? You know, what should I do about it? And I never make decisions for people because, you know, it really isn't up to me. But um, I I look at it as being my job to help people see their options because sometimes when they're in the throes of an emotional upset, it's really hard to see that there are options. It is all about options and choices, isn't it? Mm -hmm. We talk on this show quite often that even when you don't want to make a choice, that's a choice. You've made it. That is true. That is very true. And, you know, a lot of it has to do with um, people say, oh, well, you know, the stars made me do it. But that isn't really true. The conditions are there. And any time that we're having difficulty, it's really because we need to learn a lesson. And I believe that one of the greatest gifts of astrology is to understand when we're in a bad mood or things don't seem to be going our way, how long that time period is going to last and, most important, that it is going to end. So that's what's really great about astrology, in my opinion. Wonderful. Great information. What, once again, if I came to you for a one-on-one reading, what type of information would you need from me to do the reading? 
ideally, if you could bring your birth date, you know, the month, the day, and the year, and the time of birth and the place of birth. If you can't get the time of birth, we can still work together. But if you can, it makes it far more precise. So um, I always recommend to people, if they don't have their time of birth, you can always apply to the state in which you were born and ask for a copy of your birth certificate with the time. And then um, that way we can work together a little bit more precisely. And from there, I construct a map on my computer because although I know how to do it by hand, it would take me a really long time. Uh, it takes about mm, 20 or 30 minutes to construct a chart you know, with the logarithm tables and, and uh, hand calculations. And with a computer, it takes about mm, two nanoseconds or so. <laughs> so I prefer the faster method. And um, we uh, look at the, the patterns that were in the sky at the time that a person was born at the, the place where the person is born. That makes a difference because, as you might imagine, the, the earth moves and the sky appears to move based on what time of day it is. So if the sun has set, say, in London, it might still be far up in the sky in, in Pittsburgh or New York. Well, that's interesting. I did not know that, that, that it would matter the place where you were born. Oh, absolutely, yeah. And then there's another whole branch of astrology called locational astrology where you can investigate what parts of the planet are best for your business, your love life, and all that kind of thing. So, you know, that, that's a, a really intriguing branch of astrology as well. There's so much that can be done with this. And I always uh, say to people that um, I have a master's degree in public administration from a major university, but I think I worked at least three times harder to get my certification as an astrologer because of the academic rigor of the program. It's amazing. There's just so much to cover and so much to know. And, you know, that's, that's going to get me a little bit off. But I did want to ask, since you brought that up, what do you have to go through to learn to be an astrologer of your level, you know, and, and your abilities? Because you are one of the premier astrologers, at least in this area, for sure. Thank you. Um, I uh, began my training in 1982. <laughs> I was wow. interested in astrology, but I began my, my um, training by taking classes in New York City, where I was living at the time. And uh, there's a group called the National Council for Geocosmic Research, and they are still in existence. They have online classes now, so anybody anywhere can take these wonderful classes. And they have a curriculum where they take you through the meaning of the planets, the meanings of the signs, um, the meanings of the configurations that the planets make in the signs, and it goes all the way through uh, to the point where you're looking at the astrology of events and the astrology of countries. And, and then uh, in the end, to really show that you know what you're doing, they give you someone to talk to, and you have to figure out what their time of birth might have been based on events in their life. In their life. So that's really, really rigorous. That's called the process of rectification. And I might add that if someone cannot find their birth time, as long as they're willing to allow me to interview them rather copiously about their life events, um, I can do those calculations. It takes a lot of time and effort, but we can get it done. Wow, that, that's amazing to me. I mean, thanks for such great information. That is so, uh, I'm learning here uh, along with our audience. That is, that's just amazing to me. You know, um, the other thing that people can know is that you don't have to do this to call yourself an astrologer. 
But if I were going to an astrologer, I would probably want someone who knew these things. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it is. I know that when I worked for magazines, I was very impressed by the fact that they asked for what certification I had. I thought that was great that they cared that much about who wrote their horoscopes. Well, you know, it's so important because, like in any business, it doesn't matter what the business is. They're charlatans and everything. And that's yeah. great advice ac- across the board. Yeah, and there's and there's some innocent charlatans too, those who think they know what they're doing and don't, you know. And the other thing is I've been taught counseling skills and how to deliver information to a person without doing any psychological damage, you know, because you can really scare people with things of this nature. And you have to be sensitive and you have to only tell people what they're ready to hear in the way that they're ready to hear it. Um, I'm not saying that I would withhold something, but on the other hand, I wouldn't want to blurt something out to someone who wasn't ready to hear it. So it would be, you know, uh, there are gentle ways. And uh, you almost learn how to be a therapist, you know, and you learn how to construct a a frame where you know that when you're working with someone, it's going to be at a certain time and place, and um, that that's the time when you work together because it keeps it safe for them and it keeps it safe for the astrologer as well because you're not getting calls at 3 in the morning like, he didn't call me yet, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you, can, <laughs> you, can, you can wait for the, the person to come in for a session to have a discussion about why that might be the case and when he may or may not call. So that, that sort of thing. And I'm not, you know, that, that's just an example. People have some very serious issues that they, they need to address, and sometimes that can be really serious. You know, relationships can be extremely serious to people. Those are the the main issues that people want to know about, relationships, money, and work, and health. health. Well, that actually leads into my next question. So you're, you are brilliant here. You're just going to be running this interview soon. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> Being interviewed. I don't want to do all that work. <laughs> oh, what kind of things might I learn? Um, and, and do I have to come to you with specific questions or can I just come to you and say, what's next? Read me, Judy. Read me. Um, right. <laughs> well, I get clients of both types, people who are just curious as to what astrology is about, and there are people who have very specific questions, and there are some people in between there as well. So the answer is I do all of that. But um, when someone comes in, I can tell them their basic um, strengths, weaknesses. I like to say also I help them find their life path. Um, you get a lot of people who are doing two or more things in their lives and really wondering where to focus their energy for the best results. For instance, someone who has a passion for the arts or entertainment, and really what they do by day is they're an accountant. You know, And it's like, well, should I continue to be an accountant or should I just I quit my job and, and go in and, and do acting or dancing full time? And the astrology chart can help a person to understand the reasonableness of doing something like that. And I have to say, in some cases, the answer has been yes, and people have become very successful in the arts. It isn't always no because it's impractical. It depends on the person, what their, what their life is constructed with, what they already know from previous experiences in life, i.e. past lifetimes, and then what they're supposed to be learning in this lifetime, what lessons and what they're supposed to be giving to the universe at this point in their evolution very interesting very as i've said before i am learning so much on this interview so thank you so much for sharing we are going to 
We are going to break for a short message. We'll be right back. Buying or selling a house is likely to be the biggest transaction you will make in your life. So why not choose a realtor that can make the entire process both profitable and enjoyable? Dion Malish and her team are not your traditional real estate agents. If you are buying a home, Dion and her team focus on out-of-the-box thinking to find you a home that suits your wants and needs. If you are selling your home, Dion has a proven marketing system that consistently helps her to sell the homes she lists for up to 18% more and in less time than most. Dion prides herself on keeping in touch with her clients every step of the way to ensure that whether you are buying or selling, the process goes as smoothly as possible. By choosing Dion Malish to represent your real estate interests, you will be choosing to partner with a buying and selling expert who will serve you with award-winning experience and respectful and conscientious service. Okay, we are back, and I am speaking with astrologer and hypnotherapist Judy Vitali, and we are learning so much about astrology right now. Uh, My next question for you, Judy, is I hear the term Mercury is in retrograde. Oh, when it changes now. (laughs) (laughs) What does that mean, and, and what are the possible effects of that? Okay, let's start by um, talking about what Mercury means. Each of the planets has sort of a job to do, and Mercury's job is to help us to communicate and to get a message from one place to another and also to have the basic function of what is known as logos, L-O-G-O-S, the old Greek word, and um, that is all about changing an idea into a way that can be conveyed from one individual's mind to another, i.e. language. And so um, when Mercury is in retrograde, we don't have these faculties to the degree that we normally do. And that is because celestially, you have to picture yourself sort of standing on the earth looking up, and the earth is moving at a certain speed, and Mercury is moving at a certain speed. And for a period of time, three times a year, it appears as though Mercury is moving backwards through the cosmos as opposed to its normal direction. It's similar to being even in a car or on a train, and there are two vehicles going at different speeds, and one is, they're both going forward, but one appears to be going backward. The slower one seems to be going backward to the one going faster. And that's what we're experiencing during the Mercury retrograde period. But the kinds of effects that we have are mishmashes in anything that has to do with getting one thing to another. This can mean breakdowns in the car. Travel usually gets pretty messed up. (laughs) Um, You will hear many more gaffes on the TV than usual. You know, you turn it on and all of a sudden the eloquent newscaster will begin to stumble over words and, you know, sound tongue-tied. Um, you will have more random phone calls from people that you have no idea why they're calling you and keep dialing your number. In turn, you'll keep dialing, and you'll be sure you're dialing your friend, and it'll turn out that you're dialing the wrong number. (laughs) You will go to meet someone and uh, get the wrong address. There will be a traffic jam. It's all about slowing down and appreciating what it is to have that facility with communication. And so what we need to do during this time is more reflective activity. 
to move a little bit more slowly, to plan more carefully. It doesn't mean that you can't sign a contract. It doesn't mean that you can't go on a trip. It means that if you choose to do these things during the Mercury retrograde, that you have to be aware that there may be things that turn out differently than you planned. Um, here's an example. I recently came back on an overseas, from an overseas trip, and I came back on the day of the Mercury station, which is really brave for an astrologer because Mercury really messes with astrologers more than it does even regular people, right? And <laughs> so my flights were perfect. I came from Europe. I landed in New York. I had a long layover, but I passed quickly, and I got on the plane, and I arrived back in Pittsburgh right on time. And I said, well, that was interesting. Thank you, Mercury. You didn't mess with me this time. And so I got to the parking lot, found my car, put the key in the ignition, and guess what? The battery was dead. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't get back from the airport on schedule, thanks to Mercury. And just to really, because Mercury is also a trickster, if you read the mythology of Mercury, um, Mercury is a trickster. And so the first truck that came from the parking lot people uh, didn't work, and he had to call the other truck. So it was like, you know, the first one didn't work, so now we need to call the other one. <laughs> I was like, oh, by then it was about 1.30 a.m., you know. <laughs> so <laughs> it was quite a trick, but um, that's what I get for messing with Mercury. On the other hand, if a person is born with Mercury retrograde native in the chart, so in, in other words, born during one of these periods, they have far less trouble with this, and they also make really good writers because they can reflect on um, their thoughts in ways that, you know, they, that are thorough enough to convey them clearly to others. Well, that is a, a really good explanation of Mercury in retrograde because I've heard this for years and I've never quite understood it. And I know some people live in dire fear of it. And, and some people are just like, eh, it is what it is, you know, not, not to worry. But um, it, it's one moment. I want to really sure. hear folks. And, and, you know, with astrology, it's just, it's like knowing the weather. It isn't that like, oh my God, you know, the tornado's coming. And I'm if you knew a tornado was coming to your house, what would you do? You would go in the basement, right? But it isn't every day a tornado, you know. And Mercury retrograde isn't a tornado or a hurricane. It's a little breeze, you know. <laughs> it's a little bit of a headwind. And you, you just have to, to know, by knowing it's there, you can act in an educated manner. For instance, I probably wouldn't start, like I'm going to be relaunching my website, I wouldn't do it until after the retrograde is over. Because when you launch something during that period, if you have the choice, if you launch something during that period and you don't have Mercury retrograde in your chart, which I do not, it's likely to not get off the ground as quickly as you would like it to. Something is going to happen where you have to go back and, and fix something in order to make it work the way that you wanted it to. And this goes for starting jobs, it goes for getting married, all of this stuff. But, you know, if you happen to do it, it just means it's going to have that quality about it. It doesn't mean that it's going to be a complete failure. And people cannot not go out of their houses and be frightened and not do anything, you know, and that's, that's a, a misconception about astrology that it leads people to do that. If they're educated well enough by the person who's helping them with their astrology, there should be no issue like that. Like, and... If someone is telling you, don't leave the house, um, you better check and check it with a different astrologer, <laughs> you know, because uh, there are people who do try to have others become dependent on them. They're out there. They're out there in every profession. 
there's like I said, there's there's good, wonderful in every profession, and there are also the, the charlatans, and, and and I don't know any profession they're not. So it's yeah. always good to to check with your gut, the person you're talking to. You know, Judy gave you some some good credentials to check on, um, and check the biggest credential is your gut. What does your gut oh, tell you about the person you are talking to? You know, what is what is your intuition telling you? Um, I know that sometimes I'm it, it doesn't happen often, but once in a while I meet somebody and the hair on the back of my neck just stands up. My husband calls that your spider senses. Mm-hmm. But oh yeah. I just know that this is not the person for me to be involved with in any way. There is yeah. something that's not working for me with them. Um and I stay away. I back away from them. And so my my offer to everyone listening is use that intuition. You know, that's your God self telling you what's going on and what's best that's for you. So use that intuition when you meet anyone mm-hmm. and make sure that it feels good to go to that person. That's right. That's right. Absolutely right, Carol. We talked a little bit about where... Someone could go to learn more about astrology itself. You talked about the online course and where you learned. Is there anything else? Are there any books or, you know, something? If I just wanted to kind of stick my toe and I didn't want to become an actual astrologer, but I just wanted to learn a little bit, where could I go to do that? Well, I I would probably recommend that you... um get the study guide from the National Council for Geocosmic Research, which is on the website geocosmic.org, G-E-O-C-O-S-M-I-C dot org. And that gives you an overview of astrology in their study guide. Okay? And actually, I believe that it's um, Professional Astrologers Alliance who, who publishes that now, and that's part of NCGR. Um, but it's a separate entity that does their education and certification. And so, um, and if you have any problem finding that, just contact me, and, and I'll be happy to um, send you in the right direction. Wonderful. Well, we are going to change up just a little bit. We have a little time left here, so I know that you, your other passion is hypnotherapy. Yeah. And I want to talk a little bit about that here today. Um, what is hypnotherapy? Hypnotherapy is the process of allowing a person to gain access to the subconscious mind. We use anywhere from 5 to 5% of our brains at any given moment, okay? And there's this wealth of information that is stored in our brains that we don't normally have access to. I suppose that be, having access to it at all times would be quite overwhelming. And at the same time, though, when we have an issue, a pattern in our lives, that isn't serving us well, and we want to understand where that's coming from, we can go to our subconscious mind to maybe identify a time when we misprogrammed ourselves. This can have anything to do uh, or have to do with anything from smoking, um, drinking too much, eating too much, sabotaging ourselves, being afraid of heights, being afraid of driving, Anything that seems irrational, we can go back to our subconscious minds and understand what it is that happened to us by going back in time and 
because what happens when there's a trauma, we tend to, our spirit checks out of our body, and it just sort of like goes off and allows us to watch it from afar so that we're not experiencing it up close and personal. So through hypnotherapy, we're able to go back to that moment in time and hear ourselves speak as that person who went through it at that moment and understand the feelings and then to process the feelings, either whether it's anger or fear or sadness, to really let them out so that we can get the feelings out of our bodies where they're stored. And then we can come to a different conclusion about that. If we thought that no one would ever take care of us and we were panicked about this, then maybe we can reprogram ourselves and say, well, I can take care of myself and I can take care of my own inner child. I mean, hypnotherapy changed my life. It really, really did. I mean, 30 years ago, I, I did it as a, as a patient <laughs> or as a, you know, as a client. And, um, you know, now that I've found that I can study it and be involved with it in a way that just dovetails perfectly with my spiritual practice, I'm just overjoyed and I, I can't wait to share it with people. Well, I know hypnotherapy is very powerful, and if you are with the right hypnotherapist that you click with once again, that your gut tells you is the right person, you can you can do remarkable things for yourself with hypnotherapy. Mm-hmm. It's absolutely true, and uh, you know the the important thing is that we bring back the parts of our soul that we might have given away to a situation or frozen off. We work with the chakras. We work a little bit with body work and Reiki in the period, you know, with the hypnotherapy. Um, I work with an institute that uh, works with heart-centered hypnotherapy. So it's a little bit more than just like, you are now in my power. It isn't that at all. You are in your own power (laughs) when you're in the right kind of hypnotherapy session. And um, that's the whole thing. It's about handing over that power to the person. And, to, and for the person to reclaim it, to actively reclaim it and change their lives. Well, let me just be clear there, because you said hand over that power to the person. That means you as the hypnotherapist are giving that person just their away. power back. Yeah. The client is not giving their power to you, correct? No. Now it's the opposite of that. And many people think that about hypnosis. They think, oh, well, that person's going to have me under my, the hypnotist is going to have me under their power. But it's the opposite with the, the sort of work that I do. I give you the power. I give you your power back or show you how to reclaim your power. I, don't, I can't even give you your power. You have, to, you have to reclaim it yourself. But I show you. Okay. I just... I like that to be really clear for people so they're not going, I don't want to do that. (laughs) I don't want to give my power away. (laughs) (laughs) What can I expect? If I come to you for a session, what can I expect? Well, you can expect to get into a very relaxed state of mind. You're going to remember everything that happens. And um, you can expect to be able to get to some of the things that are behind the behaviors that you don't like in your life and um, to remember some things that maybe you don't think about all the time. And sometimes it can be a little bit painful, but we nurture you right through it and allow you to experience it in a way that it becomes a lesson rather than a scar. 
And um, when you come out of the session, you're going to be able to look back at the experience and say, okay, I see why that happened. And now I see that today I don't have to think that way anymore. I can think in a different and more uh, in a way that's more healthy for me. And um, Powerful. It's just a matter of uh, going into a state of meditation more or less, very similar to meditation. We go into trance all the time. You know, if you're watching a TV show, you're in a trance, which can be very dangerous if you watch too many of the commercials. <laughs> um, even reading a book, you know, when any time that our brain is trained on someone or something, we're in a trance. And that's what this is. Only this trance allows you to be trained on yourself. And it's so powerful and so life-affirming. It's just a, a wonderful, wonderful thing. Well, this has been powerful and enlightening information today, Judy. I'm thrilled that you thrilled that you were able to spend some time with us. Our our time is almost over. This goes so fast. I could never believe that the time is almost up. So, share with people how they could contact you, um, in you know, phone, website, email, any way they could possibly contact you. Can you share now? Sure. The easiest way is email. It's J-U-D-I at readthestars.com. And you can call me at 412-953-5315. I work out of the Pittsburgh area. I use Skype, and I have clients all over the planet. I also work on the phone, so you know there are ways that we can work that we can work together, no matter where you are, no matter where I am. So that's the cool thing about all this technology. I love that. <laughs> I do too. I do too. That we can go all over the world now with such wonderful messages. Mm-hmm. Well, and I as have a website, I have a website. It's called readthestars.com. It's under construction right now, but if you would like to be added to my email list when I start to send out informational emails, just email me at Judy, J-U-D-I, at readthestars.com, and we can make that happen. And I also have a YouTube channel, readthestars.com, <laughs> all spelled out. And um, every week at about ooh, 7 or 8 o'clock on a Sunday night, I'll put out a weekly horoscope at work so that people can understand how their work week is going to shape up. And it's just a video of me for about five minutes telling you where everything's going to be for the week. Well, great information. People, check out Judy. Um, and Judy, I'm sure that you would be willing just, if if someone wants to know more about astrology, um, email you. You can, you can put them in the right direction. Uh, if they have a quick question... Not not on a reading type question, but just a quick question about something about astrology or hypnotherapy. You'd be glad to email back and forth, correct? I would be delighted, absolutely. All right. Well, great information again. I am so thrilled that everybody was able to be here today. And as always, I end every show with gratitude. So today, I am thankful for all of the interesting people I am meeting since I have started this podcast. The universe has been so wonderful to me, sending me 
just lovely people like Judy and and so many great people. I have a list as long as my arm of people waiting to be interviewed, and I'm thrilled about that and very, very appreciative. And I'm also appreciative that Judy agreed to spend time with us today. Judy, do you have anything you'd like to add? I'm so grateful for the opportunity that you've given me, Carol, to um, share what what I have been given uh, with people and for, to help them to understand that it's in all of us. It's in every one of us to have this wisdom. All we have to do is allow it to come in and put a little bit of effort into it and we can have that wisdom, and I'm grateful to know that, and I'm grateful to show it with, to other people and to be able to shine a little bit of light on the, on the world. Well, thank you so much for being here. And Happy so... And delightful. Great, great. And so, until next time... It's time to say so long for another day. Remember, you, my friend are an awesome, wonderful, delightful, caring, fabulous, beautiful, giving, super fine, divine being here on this planet to enjoy your ever-expanding possibilities. Follow your bliss, allow your light to shine, and by doing so, you are automatically giving your best to the world. So until next time, when we will be discussing your unlimited possibilities, namaste. Namaste.